Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 58. It's Monday night, March 22nd, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the party. Let's introduce the rest of the trash crew. Coming to us virtually is Bo Brady. Hello. Hey, how's it going? What up, dude? Uh, In studio is Josh Vanelli. Hello. Hi. Out now, Brown. And also virtually tonight is Brian Clark. What's going on? What up, man? Let's have some fun. Let's talk some hoops. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us on the house phone, 901-300-6575. We hope you enjoy. you doing bud i'm doing well how are you (laughs) i'm all right how's your week been what have you been up to uh pretty done you know it's been it was a normal week up until about eight no about nine ten after nine this morning when my neighbor came down from his house we were waiting for the school bus and i noticed my neighbor's kids weren't there but you know you don't think much about that because, you know, maybe they're at a doctor's appointment or, you know, who knows? They're not riding the bus that morning, whatever. So, anyway, he comes down. Steve comes down. He's like, hey, did you guys get an email or a call from the school? My kids were exposed to someone with COVID on the bus, and we can't go back to school until March 30th. Mm-hmm. And I checked my email, and there's the email at 8.15 a.m. So That's how you get notified an email? Well, they called Kate's <laughs> phone, but she was working at that point so she didn't have her phone on her and uh for whatever reason they called her phone which is weird they should be calling my phone yeah you gotta primary well i'm the primary at the school but anyhow so no dice they're out of their home until march 30th Mm. i don't really think it was a COVID exposure because they had masks on on the school bus but that's how they're doing it yeah so a week and a half 
10 days. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a Friday exposure luckily. So the weekend plus, you know, whatever. All right. So you go get the kids tested now or what? Doesn't matter. You just, you just don't worry about it. Um, we actually had one of them tested Saturday, which she was negative at that point, but we'll, we'll probably get a test on Wednesday. I'll, I'll take them down there yeah, and get them to do the, the spit test just cause that's the, that's the kind of five day window or whatever, I guess. So we'll, I'll probably take them down Wednesday and get a test. It's pretty easy to do here. So anyway, that's, that's what's up this week, I guess they're home and yeah, I'm home back to the old routine. Godspeed, boo. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. I'm tempted to just come down to Memphis. <laughs> just leave them there. No, I think oh, no, you meant take bring them with me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to take off. Yeah. Come well, on. Kate's working all week and then Friday she's got to work 24 hours and then Sunday she's got to work 24 hours. So it's like, might as well. Oh, uh, how old are your kids? Three and a half, six and eight. Okay. You can hang out with Vanelli's kids. I'm going to have like a chicken pox party with COVID. Uh, there you go. I'm not taking on any more small children right now. <laughs> I don't think my, I don't think my girls are going to come up COVID positive. I don't think that was really an exposure. Yeah. They had their bass on. So. School's got to cover their ass. That's all that is. CYA. Yeah. All right. So. Other than that, everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. All right. Well, let's check in with uh, Josh here. Josh, how's your week been? It's good. Today's my birthday. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, yo. Happy birthday, Happy Josh. Birthday. How old Thank are you? Uh, 12, 13? Uh, close, 35. <laughs> 35. 35. Just a young buck. Right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Halfway to 70, Brian. <laughs> I think you're going to make it that long? <laughs> I don't know. At this rate. <laughs> this rate, it'd be good pushing past 50. <laughs> 15 <laughs> more years. <laughs> no, I, you know. Took yeah, I got my my job gives me the day off today and uh oh. your birthday. So we my wife and I and my oldest went out and had lunch and hung out and whatnot, so it was fun. Uh, oh good. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming in. Yeah. On your birthday. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. To this thing. <laughs> How about you, Brian? How's your week been? Oh, you know. Same old, same old. You and I worked a lot this week because we we had a couple guys out. Yeah, I'll say taking taking some vacation. So yeah, we uh, all, we, all we Brian brought did in was some work. outside help. But. <laughs> all Brian did was work. That's all. He, that's what he's trying to say. You're off what tomorrow? Then I'm off tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is a a, a possible recovery day. Yeah, uh, got the second dose of Pfizer. This afternoon. Oh, okay. you're going to be, yeah, about what time this afternoon did you get it? Uh, like three or four o'clock. Okay. So you'll, you'll feel fine going to bed and you wake up feeling like a mm, little, you'll feel a little off tomorrow morning. Bill, yeah. Bill Gates may be in bed with you when you wake up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just what I've heard. Rumor says. I'm that's thinking. Possible. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going to schedule my vaccinations on work days. I'm not wasting days <laughs> off, <laughs> yeah, right. being all sore and shit and groggy or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, we go to work hungover. What's the difference? You know, uh, I'm pretty sure either of us could do that job blindfolded at this point. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, anything else? I mean, anything to report this week, Brian? Anything good? 
No, I mean, I've no. in, in, in advance of my second vaccine, I've already started. I've already bought Grizzlies tickets. <laughs> hey, now. All right. That's why you got vaccinated. That's right. That's cool. Um, yeah, I got club level seats. Um, nice. Going to see going to see Grizz Mavericks. Mavs. Luca. All right. The Luca yeah. show. Yeah. Luca, uh, Luca job. Well, you know. Grayson Allen versus Luca, you know? <laughs> Let's see. I feel like it's going to be um, more like Dylan Brooks. All over Luca. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wins low. Maybe Dylan Justice. Out. What? You think Dylan even makes it to the second half, or you think he just fouls <laughs> out? Yeah, two minutes to go in the third, or two minutes into the third quarter, he fouls out. <laughs> That'll be the night that Jaron comes back, too. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it's possible. It's what, two, two and a half weeks off. Okay. Two, two weeks. Three weeks off. Be a great yeah. game for him to come back to. Because Dallas is awesome. Speaking of, but Dallas, no, that's it, man. That's it. Just, just getting, getting ready, getting ready to enjoy vaccination, man. Getting ready to enjoy immunity. I'll tell you what, man. Between the working and drinking, watching Sopranos, college basketball, <laughs> it's amazing I got any work on the podcast done at all this week. But I got a little done, so we've got a we've got a show this week. Pretty eventful week here. Brian, you know, it was work, and then the, we had that incident here at the house with the cat that got up in the tree. <laughs> that was yeah, crazy. Was a, I was a witness to that. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't want to go all the way into it, but, like, one of our cats got scared by the neighbor's dogs and ran, like, 30 feet up in a tree. And then it fell, and then it hit under the shed and ran. It got out from under the shed, back up in the tree, and then it like jumped and uh, my girlfriend finally like, I guess it jumped out of the tree or something and she caught the initial blow, I guess, from the cat. From the claws? Yeah. Oh. And then she like tried to grab the cat and the cat was like biting her and scratching her all over. So I noticed, I look out the back door to see what's going on back there because I'm like calling tree services and like the fire department and seeing if anybody can come help us get this cat out of the tree. Right. Because it's getting to like be like a five-hour ordeal. And uh, no, the fire department will not help you get your cat out of the tree. What do they say when you call them? <laughs> they pretty much laughed at me and then transferred me to the police. And the police were like, we don't know why they transferred you to us. I think. <laughs> they just wanted you to They just like wanted to Dude, get rid of me. This, check this other story out. <laughs> and then the, like the tree services, none of them would do it. I was like, I just need a ladder. Like That's eh. a that's actually, that could be a business uh, startup. Pro- probably that nobody will do it around here. So possibly, but I don't, I don't want to be chasing cats out in trees and shit. But, uh, yeah, so I noticed she's not in the backyard, so I go around the neighborhood to the back because I'm like, oh, she probably, like, took off that way. So I start walking around, and Brian is actually driving his truck up the street as Alexa's walking up the street, and I'm going to meet Alexa. So we all, like, kind of meet at the same time, like, completely coincidentally. And my girlfriend Alexa's got the cat in a pillowcase. I don't know if the cat's alive or dead. The cat's not moving and there's blood just everywhere. And I'm thinking, is that the cat's blood? Is that her blood? I don't know what's going on. She's like, we need to go to the hospital right now. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about vets. Right. So where do we take her? I don't even know. And Brian's like, you should take her here. And, and finally my girlfriend goes, the cat's fine. This is my blood. Oh, shit. She's all chewed up, and she thinks she has, like, a broken hand, so I had to take her to, like, the emergency room. 
So because nobody would help me get the cat out of the tree, it all ended up with us in the damn emergency room. So then I take her there and the I'm waiting in the ER and they're like, you got to leave. And I'm like, what? Because of COVID, you can't wait with people oh, yeah. at the emergency room anymore. Yeah. They're like, you can wait outside. And I was like, oh. But that's but that's weird because like when you have when you when like when they give birth now, like you can wait with like you there's one person that can be in like the actual room. Well, that's not the emergency room though, is it? No, I'm not saying yeah. like in the emergency room, but yeah. I'm saying like they would I don't know. But I'm sure there's all kind of lists. Ask Bo about that. Bo, isn't your wife a, a nurse or a doctor or a She's an OBGYN. <laughs> same thing. Doctor. It all works the same way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh so she yeah, they the, <laughs> they let you have one visitor on labor and delivery. So could be baby daddy or it could be, uh, you know, mama. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you know, you gotta, you know, you have to have, it's a, having a baby is an, is an emotional deal and a taxing deal. So you gotta have your partner, or I'm, a family, I'm, family member there, obviously. I'm well aware. I'm six months away from doing it for the third time. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, now is your, is your uh, wife getting the vaccine being a pregnant lady? Bo, I don't, I, mm. I it's a, it's a tough one. I don't know. I'm going to have to give you the LeBron James on that one, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring her back to basketball. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be, it'll be fine. We'll be all right. But anyways, I'm glad that she's okay. Yeah, she's fine. No life-threatening injuries. Just she got some deep bites. Yeah, crazy. It looked like a goddamn murder scene. Is what it looked like. <laughs> it's pretty intense, man. I mean, she's... I'm I'm driving down the street and I see her walking. Jeff had been texting pictures of the cat in the tree when Alexa's in the yard looking at the cat. Cat's looking at her, you know. And we're just kind of laughing about it. And driving down the street and I see, I realize it's Alexa with something in a pillowcase. I'm just kind of laughing. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess Alexa she finally, she finally got rid of old Jeff this time. And then I, and then I drive past and I look at her and I see the blood. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no. Yeah. It got did serious. She, did the cat get eaten by a dog? Right. I'm like, did she get shot for going to the wrong person's backyard? Yeah. What is going on here? Right. You gotta and be to top it all off. You gotta be, she, a, uh, you gotta be a real <laughs> dick to shoot a cat though. Right. To top it all off, she uh, she was supposed to work that night. Yeah. So clearly she can't work. She's in the emergency room. Yeah. So Jeff came into work to help us out yeah. since he couldn't wait in the emergency <laughs> room. Yeah, so I left the emergency room. I came back home, kind of cleaned up all the mess that we had made with this whole fiasco, and then I go straight to work. I haven't eaten anything. I was waking up to this mess at, like, I don't know, like noon or something. I just hear screaming bloody murder in the backyard. I'm like, what is going on out here? I hear the dogs barking. I thought maybe the cat was already dead, but nope, it was just up in the tree. God, man, what a mess. It, it was like the cat at one point was trying to grab the power lines back there and shit. Ooh, damn. Fuck, man. It's just stressful. The whole situation is very stressful. Yeah, so I get to work and I haven't like eaten or anything. I'm just like, all right, let's just do this shit. But everybody's okay. And then we got our asses kicked. Yeah, and then we got our asses <laughs> kicked at work. It was just like super busy restaurant shit, you know? God, but so I worked, and then I went home, and I don't know. There might have been some drinking involved after work. After a day like that, I would, I would fully expect it. 
the next day I go to work at like eight in the morning and work all day. And then I come home and I'm like, all right, I got to get Monday's podcast edited and out. So I ended up kind of taking a nap after work and then getting started on the podcast. I'm like up till 5 a.m. working on the podcast Wednesday night. It's been a, the whole week is just kind of a blur, but that's enough about all that. I don't know. Is that the whole week is just a fucking blur? <laughs> well, glad everybody's all right. Let's get into some hoops. I mean, what are we doing here? Does anybody know how much basketball we have left in the season? Mm, They're playing seventy-two games. Is that right? Most teams are at like forty, forty-two games. So we got like thirty games left. Is that right? Fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent of the season's been played. Okay. So 42% of the season's left. Well, let's kind of go through some of these standings then. I don't know. There's a lot of jumbles here in the standings. Where do you want to start? What conference? Mm, start with the West. All right. We've got play-in teams. It's going to be a certain amount of games behind probably, right? What did they do in the bubble? Was it four games? Right now, as it stands, let's just look at like eight through. Mm, You're going eight through thirteen right now. I mean, the, the Rockets, yeah. the Timberwolves are firmly out. Yeah, that's probably safe to say. So, eight through, let's say thirteen. It's Mavs, Warriors, Grizz, Pelicans, Thunder, Kings. You could probably take the Kings out. Probably take the Thunder out. So then it's Mavs, Warriors, Grizz, Pelicans. Who gets that eight spot? Probably the Mavs, right? I mean, they they look good recently. Yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten games. The Warriors are missing millions of dollars in cap space, so just based on that alone, and Steph Curry being hurt, and they're probably going to drop some games here the next weeks or week or two. So take them out. Man, I don't know though. The Pels could. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mavs are definitely the front runner, but the Pels could make a make a push at it. Yeah, I just feel like Luca is banned in the playoffs. That's kind of their spot. And Carlisle, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Luca's going to make it happen. Still don't know if the Mavs try to improve their roster before the trade deadline. Well, they're going to try, but whether they will. There's a rumor about, I mean, there's rumors all, all abound because the trade deadline is Thursday, but that the Mavs were trying to get John Collins from Atlanta. I don't know if it's going to happen because it. Mavs are out of draft picks to trade because of that Porzingis deal. Mm-hmm. So they're probably not going to do a whole lot. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? Who makes that final spot? Play in or not? Like, who gets that eight spot? I think it's the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're clicking right now. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say, but you never know. That team could go on a winning streak. But if those four teams, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavs, had to do like a play in, I think Mavs end up winning that. I would think, but if the Warriors make any sort of, you know, say the Warriors were able to get Victor Oladipo, yeah, and then Steph is healthy the rest of the way. That's what you got to watch out for because you know that they'll 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 try to they'll try to snake a guy right there at the trade deadline just to make a push. But I guess it depends on if the Warriors are happy being. Did you see? You know, would, would they rather be kind of bottom? Of the standings, or were they trying to jump up and make a run? I don't know. Did you see what Steve Kerr said? I guess the other day, or in the in the near uh, past future, or whatever. No, I mean, 
I'm sure he said a lot of things over the last week. Steve Kerr, <clears throat> Steve Kerr told, I guess, a beat writer, he enjoyed last season when the Warriors went 15-50 of 50 more than Kevin Durant's final season with the Warriors. Quote-unquote, that last year was tough. There was a lot going on, some that you know about and some that you don't. That was very difficult. So, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying is I don't know if, like, if he's really content on going and tank. Like, I don't want to say tanking, but you know, keeping what he's got and just moving for the future. But I just thought it was an interesting quote. Yeah, no, they're they're trying to win, but they also, I'm sure they realize they're missing a huge piece. Clay is huge. He's so important to that team. Well, just think about it like this too: that when Clay get when Clay does get healthy, they're gonna have Wiseman down low, Draymond and Steph. Mm-hmm. So that's that that big that three that they had without Wiseman, you know, one won championships. You add Wiseman in there, it just, it just can rebound. Like it's it's gonna be dangerous. So, yes. So why even move? Like why even make a move? Like just keep what you've got, keep going the direction you're going in, and. Keep rocking and rolling. All right. So yeah, I mean they've already they've already got Andrew Wiggins, so I don't know if they <laughs> right. He dropped forty. They yeah. want Oladipo. That's true. So what we're saying is it could be the Warriors or the Mavs. What are we saying here? <laughs> I mean, if the Warriors make a move for somebody, then yes, I would say it'd be the Warriors and the Mavs. If the Warriors are content with what they have now and don't make a move at all at the trade deadline, then I think the Mavericks got it locked in the bag. Oh, okay. I guess that's where I was going. My thought process was going with that. Oh, okay. And then I just saw what Steve Kerr said, so then I figured I'd share. Yeah. I think that quote was kind of blown out of proportion a little bit because Steve Kerr never – he never mentioned the beat writer or the columnist or whoever the, the guy is. Oh, it's the, um, it was some he, guy named Logan Murdoch. He put Kevin Durant's name in the, in the headline, and Steve Kerr never mentioned – Kevin Durant's name. Oh, so it kind of you know. So he added some words. Steve, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr followed up on that. The you know after that came out and said it was kind of misconstrued. You know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He, he talked about how in the, the fifth year of their run, he, there was he there was a lot of pressure to win, and that just he you know he enjoyed the losing season just because he had a lot of young guys that were, you know. Well, yeah, they were coaching. He felt like he was doing – yeah, he was doing more coaching. Right. It was the, the young um, guys The young guys are coachable and Kevin Durant is not, basically. Yeah. But he made a point to say, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't you know, he doesn't like losing more than winning. <laughs> 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 but I'm sure that article got a lot of uh, – it got a lot of clicks and shares. Oh, I'm sure. You know, people, people were smashing that. Like and follow button. Ready, ready to cancel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can speculate on moves and stuff, but the way I see it, you got to kind of look at it as the roster is when you're talking about it. Because, I mean, you could hypothetically say any team in the whole league could trade to get better or worse. I don't know if that's worth really going into with every single team. I, I do want to add something, if I if I may, on the standings. Yeah. The Lakers are are the in third seed at the moment. The Spurs are only four games back of the Lakers on the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So I think the Lakers are vulnerable to, to fall back, and I think they could end up in a situation where, like the Suns, have had a great turnaround. 
the Jazz are number one seed and may well end up being the number one seed. And they may end up having the Jazz or the Suns may end up playing the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, right. I don't think the, I don't think the Lakers care at all where their seating is. They could be eighth and they wouldn't give a shit just yeah, because of who they have. Probably at, not this year because of uh, the limited fan capacity. Right. And home court advantage is not as uh, – I mean, there's an advantage to it, obviously, but it's not like it was two years ago. Playing the Suns in the first round would be a lot tougher. Uh, what Much tougher start than, say, playing the Spurs in the first round. Or playing the Blazers, which is who they'd be playing right now. Right. I just I don't think there's going to be anybody that can stop them. Unfortunately, when they when it comes to playoff time, I think when they when they're ready to turn it on, they're going to be. I mean, that roster is full of veterans, and those guys know how to win and play. They've all won playoff games. Yeah, and like, with big, the with the Lakers having Braun injured, it's probably a good thing for Los Angeles. Now all the other players can play and kind of gel, right. maybe learn to win without LeBron. Well, even AD, too. Yeah. And so maybe that makes them even fucking stronger. Mm-hmm. Maybe they slump a little at first, but Frank Vogel does some real coaching. He gets a chance to do some real coaching, and maybe he brings some of these guys up a little bit. I imagine by the time AD and Braun come back, the Lakers will be winning games without those guys. And you just drop those two studs in, and you're even better. Yeah, I don't think they'll slip down to like a seventh spot, but yeah, they could they could run off like a four game losing streak, and if the Spurs win, yeah, these standings could mix up a lot in the West. Jeff, are you Jeff? Are you suggesting that LeBron is uh, is not really injured, and that no. he's taking some time off to uh, <laughs> no. For the for the good of the team, so no. that the, the team, some of these guys can get more playing time. No, but it could work out that way. I'm not suggesting I mean, that it's a it's a fake injury. <laughs> I mean, but if you, <laughs> uh, if you but if you really look at look at the West and just look at the standings all the way across the board and look at, at the, the teams that are are going to be or possibly going to be in the playoffs, I don't see a team on there that when the Lakers are hitting it 100 percent that can even give them a slight chance of uh, of hope to beat the Lakers. You know what I mean? I don't know. Suns and Jazz are very good. So are the Nuggets. Clippers. They uh, are, but I mean. It, I think it kind of ends there with the Clippers, though. I don't know if the Blazers. I don't know. Full-strength Blazers, maybe. See, the way CJ looked in our pick game this week and Dame on top of that. I don't yeah, know. They both killed. But I don't think the Spurs or the Mavs could get it done. But Suns, Jazz. I just think the Suns are Nuggets. You think it's fool's gold? I don't think it's fool's gold. I just think that the Suns are it's premature. That they're I, twenty-eight and thirteen. I think that that when it gets down to the nut cutting, they uh, there may be some guys on their team that kind of shy off. Like who? If Devin Booker doesn't have a phenomenal game for them, they're 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 dead in the water. And to put together a seven game that's not true. It, to put together a seven game series to beat because that's what you're going to have to have probably to beat the Lakers or close to it. If you have one bad game, it changes everything. Devin Booker's not the only guy on that team. I know he's not, but I'm saying if he has a terrible game, though, it's going to hurt them. I don't know. Mikel Bridges, Mikel Bridges could carry that team. Chris Paul. Aiden's good. He, Aiden's good for like ten and ten. That's about it. He got Jay Crowder, the wild card. 
that those numbers are great, but when you put LeBron and AD against them, they're not having those numbers, especially down low. Like we said, Aiton's good for 10 and 10. Is he good for 10 and 10 on AD? I the matchup, I, I, will say, matchup. I will say the matchup that I do want to see is the Lakers and the Nuggets. Yeah. The like Nuggets. Full, full, full strength, I want to see. That would be, I mean, you look at Jokic, look at Jokic and AD. That would be an awesome matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. We did a pick game earlier this year on that. Was it? Uh, we did. I was like, well, I want to do this shit, and Jeff was like, No, nah, no, nah, we ain't <laughs> watching LeBron. I did it anyway. <laughs> I wanted to see AD versus Jokic, and then the LeBron show too. Uh, Devin Booker is still only twenty four. That's insane. That he's. I mean, he is unbelievable. Yeah. But my point is, if like all I'm saying is, when it gets to the playoffs, and it, let's say it's Game Six, and he has a freakout moment. And just loses it, and just does not perform at all. I don't, I don't know another player on that team is going to be able to carry that much weight in that in that situation of a game against, let's say, the Lakers or whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think Chris Paul can do it. They're oh no, good. there's no now. I, now he is exempt from the he is exempt from the argument. Chris Paul will 100 percent do it, but can he do it on his own? Because if that was the case, Oklahoma City would have done something last year. I think the Suns and the Jazz have a good shot at it. Only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, you got to see Donovan Mitchell get over that hump. You got to see Devin Booker get over that hump. Well, right now we're just speculating. I do think the Clippers are a fraud, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't know if they're good enough. I think it kind of ends at the Clippers for Laker competition. Let's switch over to the East. All right. It's very interesting in the East. Five games separates the Wizards at 13 and let's say the Knicks at seven. The Hornets are in eighth. Pacers, Pacers are good. I expect the Pacers to move up. Nobody knows what the Raptors are going to do. The Bulls are probably toast. Yep. Cavs are out. Yep. Wizards could make a move and move up. They'll probably get into that play-in tournament. Once it gets to, like, win or go home mode, they're going to start winning, I think. Yeah, it's really about the Hornets, Pacers, and I would say Wizards, even though the Wizards are way down right now. What do you guys think? Bo, what do you think? Who gets that eight spot? I'd say probably if, I mean, the Pacers stand out, like you kind of alluded to, and... I think the Knicks have a chance. I think the Hornets are going to fall off without LaMelo. I think you could have Knicks and Pacers at 7 8, something like that. Yeah, that's what I think, too. And you got to think the Hawks. I mean, it's crazy. The East, the Hawks have, were like dead in the water, and now they're the four seed because <laughs> they've won yeah. eight in a row. It's yeah. insane. It's the same argument we have every year, though, especially with being a Grizzlies fan. Is, you know, if we were in the East, we'd be, you know, we'd be set. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think the Raptors get the eight spot personally. The Raptors. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. What does the Hawks are twenty-two and twenty? Yeah, in the West, twenty-two and twenty gets you uh, ninth. So that's and fourth in the East. Five five spots. Brian, what you think? Uh, who do you like coming out of the East at the bottom? Either making it past the play-in games. Who do you like in that eight spot? Do you think anybody falls out of the playoffs in the East? Yeah, I mean, like Bo said, I think I think the Hornets fall out without Lamelo. Um, I see the Pacers moving up. 
Yeah. You said something about the Wizards. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm just a Westbrook um, truther. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a not a good season for, for the Westbrook guys. I, I don't see there being a lot of change in like the, the top seven, really. I think it's really just about the eight seed there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen improvement in the Knicks. We've seen improvement in the Heat, improvement with the Hawks. Celtics, I mean, I, I'm not saying the Celtics fall out, but they need to make a move at the trade deadline. They need they need one more piece. Well, they have that Gordon Hayward $28 million trade exception. Yeah. They need so the they Marcus should, Aldridge. <laughs> they could just take him into that trade exception. I don't know if he would help them. I guess he would help them. I mean, they're not going to win a championship, but. I, st- I think they needed. Uh, I think they needed Blake Griffin. I still think that. Uh, I think the East Finals. We're going to be looking at the Nets and the Heat. East Finals, Nets, Heat. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad pick. You're counting the Sixers out, counting the Bucks out. Yeah. I don't. I. The Bucks are. I don't know. I think Giannis is an absolute beast, but outside of Giannis, it's just kind of. Hmm. We got the end of the Grizzlies game coming up here. Grizzlies yeah. are up three with three minutes to go. And Kyle Anderson just threw it up backwards <laughs> as he got fouled. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I think that Nets team, when it comes down to it, they're gonna they kinda like the Lakers. They're gonna turn it on and it's gonna be unstoppable between Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Yeah. No, I like the Nets. I like the Nets heat pick there. It's not bad at all. Has anybody seen uh, Blake Griffin play with the Nets? I just, I mean, I just saw the, I just saw the dunk. No, I would ideally his, love to his, do like an Indiana Brooklyn pick game right yeah. now. His uh, Blake Griffin's first first point scored for the Nets. Apparently, it was a, it was a down the lane dunk. He hasn't dunked since 2019. Yeah, it looked like it was. So I'm sure the Detroit Pistons are pretty happy about that. <laughs> It looked like it was CGI, I mean, dude. Didn't even look real. What if, the piss, apparently, what if Blake Griffin just comes out and dominates and just is just dunking, like, right. playing small ball center? What if he comes out and just destroys? I How hilarious would that be, Brian? I think that dunk was a one-time deal. I think <laughs> so. I think he's just getting it out of the system. <laughs> I did. I did read some stuff though that said that uh, Pistons fans were not mad at him at all. Like they were actually like very appreciative of. I guess his efforts while he was there just because they knew what it was, you know, like you knew what it was on the front end. This dude's not going to be here forever. Like he's not going to be a, a building block for your franchise. He's just. Well, yeah, he was traded there. It wasn't his idea to sign there. Right. And then he was hurt a lot, but when he did play, I mean, he wasn't like a dick about it. I don't think he was good when he was playing like not great, like lob city Blake or whatever he was. Right. But Did he his? I mean, his first season in Detroit, I remember was was pretty good, right? Didn't he wasn't he make terrible. A, he was a good like. No, he was third team all league that year. Yeah, I was gonna say he made he made an all all NBA team. Just say third team both. Yeah, I feel like that the Pistons fans were just happy to have what they would have considered a marquee guy there, mm-hmm. you know, and like enjoyed watching him, I guess, and uh, didn't have it, didn't have the hatred that Grizzlies fans have for him. You know what I mean? Those and and those those goggles, those jockles, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The, Everything I read out of Detroit, and it, and it wasn't much, but I mean that it, it, they said that he was a professional while he was there. Sure. You know? 
Wouldn't doubt it. I think Detroit saw an opportunity to get what they thought was a marquee player, and when you get an option for that, you gotta kind of you gotta take it, man. You gotta swing. Well, they also had it was it was the first year in the new arena as well, and they needed to do something. They needed to make the playoffs. That little Caesars Arena was brand new, and have a hard time getting free agents there. So it was it it was a good move. The fact that it's called the Little Caesars Arena is amazing. Bo, do you know if that arena is is that arena in the city? Do they yeah, move, it's, they it's, move it's from they moved to, into down, city? into downtown. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to actually go to a game there when I lived in Michigan, but never made it to Detroit because I had a good buddy who lives in Chicago proper, and it was the same distance to drive to Chicago, and I don't know anybody in in Detroit, so I always just went to Chicago. I feel like you made the right decision there. Chicago is <laughs> a hell of a town. I love it. Yeah, I've been to Detroit. No slide on Detroit, but it's not. It's not Chicago. Well, and one of my best friends lives in Chicago, so it's kind of, you know. The pizza is much better in Chicago. Chicago's awesome. Chicago Detroit's got good Little pizza. Caesars. Good Greek food, too. Chicago How's Little Caesars is the best Little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff even came up and met me in Chicago one weekend. Hell yeah. Like the last, last vacation he ever took, I think. It was seven years ago. <laughs> Since then, he's only been making pizzas. I think so. <laughs> that was a while ago. It's probably like 2014 or something. No, no, that's not. Jeff true. goes. Jeff goes out of town. He Wait goes to Tunica. No, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Hold on. When did we go to WrestleMania? I didn't go to WrestleMania, fool. Yes, you did. No, sir, I did not. <laughs> I thought you, no, that was Pat's birthday that we went down there. <laughs> Sorry, I got my New Orleans tricks mi- trips mixed up. If I went to WrestleMania, I was blacked out, and I don't remember it. <laughs> it was an experience, to say the least. <laughs> if, if I went to WrestleMania, it was just we just walked past, and it was going on. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Look, uh, this side door's open. All right, I'll go in. All right. <laughs> no, it was, it was Pat's birthday that we went to New Orleans. So I think everybody pretty much agrees it's Indiana in that eight spot, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, let's move or, or New York, yeah. Yeah, the, they could shuffle, but yeah. I don't think uh, the Hornets, I don't know. Hornets, maybe. Pacers look like a better team. It'd be fun to watch, whatever. Maybe got, and they've got Karras back, so. You're right, exactly. Let's move along. Follow-ups from last week. I got a little, uh, Mark Stein has some speculation on where LaMarcus Aldridge might end up. Oh, let's hear it. So it looks like Miami's pushing real hard to get Kyle Lowry out of Toronto Hmm. in trade. And it doesn't look like Aldridge is going to get traded. I'm sure it looks like San Antonio's trying to trade Aldridge, but he's probably going to end up getting bought out. And Miami looks like, according to Mark Stein, that's the heavy favorite for where Aldridge would land. Miami. So they would end up with, Kyle Lowry, I don't know what they lose in that deal with Toronto. Probably a younger player, Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Hero, I don't know. But they end up with Kyle Lowry and LaMarcus Aldridge. That gives them more of a like a been-there-done-that proven veteran squad for the playoffs. I'm against, I'm against getting rid of Tyler Hero. I think the kids. I don't know. I'm just speculating right, no. on that one. 
I know the Heat want to include Kendrick Nunn in any deal they can, but that's that's just them. You know, they want to use him as their priority asset. Yeah. Here was a report out of uh, Miami. Basically, they said that they were definitely not. They did not want to trade Tyler Hero. Okay. Which means that they're going to probably trade Tyler <laughs> Hero. Right. That's a good point. Uh, I guess Olenek's name has been mentioned also, probably for salary. All right, that was just kind of a follow up from last week. Yeah, we'll see. I think that's a good like that's a good landing spot for for Lamarcus. I think if he's going to go anywhere, because I mean, yeah. I I don't Miami's not just a run up and down the court team. You know, they're they're set up to play good half court offense, and yeah, that's so, what, that's what you're going to have to do if you have Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge in Miami, that would be weird to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would I, I just don't I don't know that. You got so you're. I mean, you're you're starting five or not starting five, but a, a five on the court at any time. Like I guess, how do you? I mean, you would have Aldridge probably comes off the bench. Yeah. Huh. He'd have to accept that role, six man. Do you think he accepts it though? Yeah. At this point, yes. I think For he a wants to, to win play a title. Yeah. To win a yeah. title and play twenty five minutes a game, twenty to twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. I think it fits him. How many games has he played this year? The 20 to 21 season, he's played 21 games. 21 games, so he's played like half the games? Yeah. All right. Damn, he's 35 years old. Yes, sir. It's bench time. Yeah, I didn't realize he was that old. Damn. Yeah. Finelli, he's your age. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a, <laughs> got a few more zeros in that bank account than I do, too. <laughs> Vanelli, do you think you could score a bucket on Lamarcus Aldridge? You know, I I feel like this is a and I every time I say this, I feel like that people laugh about it. I do honestly feel like that if I got into an NBA game, and I'm talking about like the last seven seconds, I feel like I can at least grab a loose ball and 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 get it in the bucket somehow or another. Dude, your knees would just pop. It would just explode. <laughs> Take like five steps. You'd be like taking the biggest steps you possibly could, trying to run as fast as you could. And <laughs> fall on my face. You're, yeah. <laughs> Floor burns all over your belly. I don't know. I got a jump shot. I don't think I can get it in there. I've also never tried to shoot on an NBA rim either. I've heard that they're insanely tight. I don't, so I don't oh. think you're scoring, dude. I don't think these, anybody would let you. I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> Who is this kid? Get out of here. Dude, your layup, like, if you tried to do a layup or something, you'd probably. Oh, I'm not doing. Did you a layup, see that dude. Tom Segura tried to dunk? Did you see that? That's probably what would happen. I'm to not you. going down low. I'm trying to hit it. Like I'm talking about, like a 15 footer. Yeah, you're missing that corner, <laughs> like a little corner 15 footer. You're I gonna be. That. You're gonna have a hand in your face, one hand in your face, and the other hand on the ball from the defender. I feel like if my if the team that I was playing for was down by like 25 points or 20, I feel like I could talk to the defender long enough to yeah. be like, "Hey man, let me let me let me get two here." Yeah, you're going to shoot over a oh guy with a God, what 35 inch vertical leap. <laughs> no problem. Uh, pump fake, Jeff. Pump. Oh, I see little, your reaction. Little fucking set shot. <laughs> what, what was that? Josh's clank a three and the, oh, the Grizzlies something. No, we got free basketball. Benelli, shut up. Okay. <sighs> Talking, well, why did he? Why did he take over. it to the rim? Like, so what if Tice is right there? It was it was one seventeen, one seventeen. Grizz had seven seconds left. Mm-hmm. They threw it to the backcourt. Jaw got it. Came up to the top of the key and shot a three and hit the front of the rim. Why did he like, shoot the three? He, 
Why did he shoot the three? Mm. Was he, he's open, huh? <sighs> if it goes in, you say, oh, he made it. <laughs> it wasn't going in. That was like a 10% shot for Ja. Yeah, it hit like dead front of the rim, huh? Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. Just go in there and put it on Daniel Tice's dome. Or let somebody else shoot the f- closing shot. Like, what do you, Ja, what do you want your fucking top shot to be? Do you want it to be a game winning three? <laughs> or do you want it to be you yamming on Daniel Tice's head? <laughs> Since I, since I feel like everything is is in relation to top shot moments now, <laughs> pretty much. All right, so there has been a trade since we've been talking. Yeah, tonight what? Westbrook um, got traded to the Clippers. Yep, told you Call for it. the whole team. For the whole team. <laughs> Bo, were you? Have you? Did you ever stop adding players? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Bo's, Bo's still adding players tonight. <laughs> still trying to look, work this out. <laughs> I said, "Let me look at this," and I kept looking, and I kept. I, no, I'm still, still going. No, this is not happening. So, the Clippers are trading Mifandu Cabendigarli. Yep, you got it. For what a second round pick to the Kings. The yeah. Kings um, have a trade exception that was going to expire tonight, and that gets the Clippers under the hard cap. And it's just cost cutting. So it's just getting the Clippers under the hard cap so they can have more flexibility. Yeah. And the Kings get cash. I saw that trade and I ignored it because it. I don't care. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There was a trade earlier this week. Trevor Ariza was traded to the Heat. All I saw was he's the most traded player in the history of the NBA. He's been traded more times than anyone. (laughs) Trevor Ariza to the Heat. He's probably like 35 years old too now. What did they get? What did the Heat have to give up? Oh, they gave up Myers Leonard. Mm -hmm. So he went to the Thunder. That's right. So the Heat had to send a 20... 27 second round draft pick as well for Trevor Ariza just to dump Myers Leonard. Trevor Ariza is 35 also. Trevor Ariza is 35. What a wild guess. I guess Myers Leonard had a no trade clause. Oh, it's like it's not a no trade clause. It's the uh, but he waived some it. kind of bird rights contract thing. So yeah. he has to he has to approve a trade. It, right. He waived. It, I forget. It. I forget why that. That is the case, but it's not because it's Myers Leonard. I saw the Thunder have no plans for Leonard to be part of the organization moving forward. <laughs> no. So maybe he can work his way back into the NBA, but it looks like uh, for the time being, he's out. Like I said, I think he's going to end up playing in Israel. <laughs> I think that is only fitting. There's no way. Maccabi no Tel Aviv. <laughs> Let's see. The only bit of news I have left is the Lamelo injury, which is out for the season. Which is why we were talking earlier about Charlotte probably falling off. I don't know. They could possibly still stay in the playoff run, though. They still have a good team, but Lamelo was just—he was playing so nice all season. I think other guys were feeding off of his en- energy, also. Yeah. Lamelo thing sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is uh, out for a few days 
for uh, family issues. Hmm. Unrelated, his birthday is tomorrow. Hmm. Kyrie's is? Huh. Yeah. So, Vanilla, we appreciate you showing up tonight on your birthday. Absolutely. Better than Kyrie. See, (laughs) what you're saying is Kyrie took off for his birthday? I'm not much like the uh, the (laughs) fake LeBron injury. I'm not suggesting it. Hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. Conspiracy. I did see something, and then I actually I verified it this time to make sure. Apparently, the Hawks are looking into Lonzo Ball. I saw there's a lot of teams looking into Lonzo yeah, Ball. I've seen Lonzo, his, yeah. his name's all over the place right now. There are so many trade rumors, and, and there's so much of this stuff is just blatant speculation with no truth behind it. Like It's, it's like what beat writers yeah. want to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Chicago. I've seen um, Minnesota. When I see Mark Stein's name, I listen up a little bit. Yeah. Well, Mark Stein or Woj. Yeah. So wh- the, said the real Woj. The real the Woj. real shams. <laughs> the real shams. <laughs> yes, all three of those guys have good reputations, Josh. Yeah, yeah, that's who I should follow. <laughs> that's that's who it was. That that, West, that Russell Westbrook thing got me last week. I'm stuck. Brian said I'm still adding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, <so>. Let <laughs> me know when you wrap that up, Bo. I'd love to see that. Uh, I'd love to see that Hollinger uh, statistical data. Do you guys have any ideas for trades, like your own ideas? The deadline's this week, Thursday, 25th. Anybody got any like crazy ideas? I, you- I nothing crazy. I do like that you, like I said before, that Aldridge trade. Aldridge traded into that. Celtics exception. That could work. I like I like it for the Spurs because it vanishes that that money for the rest of the year off their books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the Spurs are going to trade, it should be a trade in the East. That's just how they roll. Right. And I don't think that's a Apparently, bad spot for Aldridge, but he probably wants to go to like Miami or something. Yeah. Apparently, Aaron Gordon has requested a trade. Yeah, I saw that earlier too. Oh shit! To a contender. So this is going, that means he's going to the Wolves. How the fuck does he demand a trade? He's 25. I don't like that. Apparently someone in his camp boat leaked that he did not, uh, he would not accept a trade to the to, Wolves. To the Wolves. Well, I don't think I don't he, know, I don't know he has a, I don't know if he, I don't think he has a, 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 like a, a clause. So I don't really know how he gets off, you know. A lot of people have interest in him. He's young still. Yeah, it, I, I'd like to see him trade. It'd be interesting. Maybe that's why he hey, keeps missing games. Stunning, in a stunning turn of events in the Grizzlies game, uh, Jalen Brown has fouled Dylan Brooks <laughs> <laughs> instead of. Oh, there it is. <laughs> instead of the other way around. He still missed the shot after the foul. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I, one of the trades that I think is going to happen is I think uh, Philly's going to trade Ben Simmons. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that. that whoa. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think it's happening. The key names to me are to you, watch are Andre you know Drummond. Mark Steen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the I before the E or the E before the I? The key names to me to watch are Drummond, it's Mark Aldridge. With, it's Mark with a K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Mark Stein with a K. <laughs> <laughs> I should make a fake Mark Stein account. With a K. Ja. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, Jeff, you were saying before are you, are we all interrupted you to make fun of Vanelli on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the names that are realistically key to watch are Drummond, Aldridge, and Kyle Lowry. I guess Aaron Gordon joins that. What about Porzingis? Would you be surprised if Cuban and the guys in Dallas see him as a risk and try to move him? No, if they could get, I don't know if they could get anything for him at this point. That not what they gave up for him. I think they're better off sticking it out with him because I think he could rehab his value to next year and have a little bit more value if they wanted to trade him. I think this year his value is kind of low mm. coming off that injury. Yeah, I was watching that Steve Nash documentary last night, and it it was the whole thing where Cuban kind of saw Nash as a risk before they traded him to Phoenix. And I kind of see like a similarity with Porzingis. Cuban, if he sees risk around the corner, like he's not scared to make a move. Right. I would not be surprised in a Porzingis trade. I, like I said, I just don't think that his value is, is high enough right. after that injury. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if someone's going to give him the value they want. Yeah. And I don't think it's worth Dallas cutting bait. Given all like the let, him get a, let him get a good playoff series in first. Yeah. up his value a little bit mm. good point i just I, I just don't if i was running a team i would you would have to hold yeah instead of fold at this point all right anything else guys you guys uh got any yeah, there's other? a there's a couple more all right go for uh, the pj tucker trade which it was kind of whatever mm-hmm. it was they traded draft picks and swapped them to get i, I didn't quite understand all that it was Who's they? Houston? The Bucks and Houston. Like Houston owed a Bucks pick or has a Bucks pick. Bucks owes a the Milwaukee owes a pick to to Houston, and then they swapped around the restrictions on it to give the Bucks more flexibility going forward. Like they got an unpro- Houston gets an unprotected twenty twenty three pick for PJ Tucker. There's some trade foolery with that trade. Does that give with that the Bucks a little toughness? inside i i guess i tj tucker's 35 yeah probably why he so. wanted out of houston this guy's looking at the clock like i got like one or two more years left i guess yeah Get fuck out of here so it, it gives him someone else that plays defense and can hit a three so it's not the worst mm. and the you know the last bit of, the last two bits of news are kind of downers elgin baylor died today so oh uh, yeah I saw that. One of, one of the legends, early legends of the league. So I want to say something about that. And uh, Sean Bradley had that oh, that bike, that. that incident with a car. He was on his bicycle and his car hit him. And now he's paraplegic, paralyzed from the waist down. It's terrible. Yeah, that's awful. He played uh, eight years with Dallas there. I was going to bring it up during the pick game. But, you know, a lot of people are calling it like a bicycle accident. It's like it was like no, a, he got hit by a car. Yeah, it was a bicycle like crash. It was a car accident. Dude was, I mean, he's never going. He may never be the same. You know? No, he's not the same. Well, he's paraplegic. He's definitely not the same. Right. And he's seven foot six. So, I, I, well, sometimes I'm, guys I'm no can doctor, but come back from I, that. But I, I just that's that's going to shorten his life significantly. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just terrible. He's got yeah. like seven kids, and by all accounts, 
super awesome dude it's, yeah. it's i've been mm-hmm. bummed about it for sure have you ever looked at like where is sean bradley now i think he was like doing some teaching or some shit well he's he's a, he's really involved in the mormon yeah church and he does a ton of bike riding and so he's you know not too long ago i saw something on youtube they were like where is sean bradley and they like checked in on him and i watched all that he's just another millionaire mormon tough break man i can't believe something like he got hit by a car and he was like what like a couple blocks away from his house yeah it's just terrible tough 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 sorry to ruin your pick game no you didn't ruin anything i don't know yeah it's tough break man shit could you imagine oh yeah it's it's terrible man and then yeah i can't really just one oh john morant played 40 minutes they beat the Grizzlies beat the Boston Celtics 132 to 126 in overtime. The Jason Tatumless Boston Celtics. He was out for illness. He apparently had chings last night. I don't know. That's the rumor. Word on the street. He's got illness. I don't want to slander any uh restaurant. I don't know. He's sick. Chings is good, man. I hate there all the time. Well, I guess now we can move on. Let's get out of the news. Let's go to a segment I like to call, Did Minnesota Win a Game This Week? (laughs) Just be special. Carl Anthony says this is his message to Anthony Edwards before every game. So the Wolves did win a game this week. They beat Phoenix. Anthony Edwards went for a career-high 42 points in the win. It looks like he's playing pretty loose, not a lot of pressure or anything like that up there in Minnesota. But, uh, yeah, they won uh, one game out of three. They lost to the Lakers, and then they lost to Phoenix, and then they won against Phoenix. Anything on Minnesota up there, Boyer? What's the talk in the streets? They're just happy to win a few games, and the team is looking a little bit better under under the new coach. And it's nice to see Anthony Edwards starting to – things are starting to click for him. He's going to be so awesome. I hope so. <laughs> He's Minnesota has now won four games under coach Chris Finch in the last four weeks. So, yeah, they've won almost almost half as many games as they won all season under the new head coach. Anthony Edwards seems like a pretty likable guy. He's, he, he's a good interview. He's yeah. He's kind of goofy. He's a joker. Seems like a fun guy, yeah. He's young. He likes to joke around and play with the media. He apparently is a big fan of the, what is it, the Irish accent? Oh, yeah. They had like that Irish reporter. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear a word you said. I couldn't get past your accent. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I love that accent. That was a funny sound bite. All right, let's move on. It's time for... The pick game of the week. It was Friday night in Portland, Oregon with the visiting Dallas Mavericks. Portland, home of Kerry Brownstein and Fred Armisen, where the dream of the 90s is alive. Where young people go to retire. Josh, you have such pretty eyes. Do people tell you that often? 
No. <laughs> anyway, the game was at Moda Center. <laughs> Moda is a health insurance company based in Portland, Oregon. Apparently, they do pretty well as a business to sponsor an arena. And with insurance, that typically means they're taking in more money than they're paying out. Moda. Hey, do you guys know why it's called Rip City? For the steals? Uh, I bet you do. <laughs> but do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, actually. I don't. Right. All right, it's uh, the nickname Rip City is used in the context of the city's NBA team, the Portland Trailblazers. It was coined by the team's play-by-play announcer, Bill Shonely, during a game against the Los Angeles Lakers February 18th, 1971, the Blazers' first season. So it was just uh, an announcer just coined it out of nowhere. Rip City. Sean Bradley story. And on to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell me ahead of time dickhead no you didn't know i thought i didn't think i didn't, I honestly didn't think anybody knew about it i thought it was like a low-key story it, mark stein mark with a c m-a-r-c <laughs> he tweeted it out uh though i'm kind of i'm glad you brought up elgin <laughs> baylor because i had a bunch of notes on him and it would have been really boring <laughs> if I brought it up and just gone into, you know. Oh, why didn't you tell us? on Elgin Baylor. Why didn't you tell us your Elgin, Elgin Baylor's notes? It's No, it's okay. Let's just let's pick game. Pick game time. All right. Let's move on. On to the game. This was CJ McCollum's third game back after missing 25 games with a foot injury. First two games, not great for CJ. I think he finally broke out. In this one, though, my main takeaway was C.J. McCollum versus Tim Hardaway Jr. C.J. McCollum had 32 points in this game. Tim Hardaway had 25. In 27 minutes. 7 of 13 from 3. That's fifty, almost 54%. Tim Hardaway, he had, what would you say, he had 25 points, but he went 7-11 from 3. That's 63, almost 64% from 3. It took him 40 minutes of playing, though. Tim Hardaway only took two shots that weren't threes. But it seemed like just watching the game, it was like either Tim Hardaway's draining a three or C.J. McCollum's draining a three. Every time I looked up at the TV, that was happening. This was another one of those back-to-back series situations. Did we all watch the same game, the Friday night game? (laughs) Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. What did we expect going into this pit game? We expected the Luca Dame show, right? Oh, yeah. I think we got that. They played again Sunday night. A different team won each night, so that's kind of interesting. Sunday night at the rematch, Dallas won 132-92. to On the Friday night game, the Blazers came from behind for the win, 125-119. to So what do you make of that? It's just... Whoever was the hot team wins. Oh yeah, whoever the team win. I mean, it went on uh, went on a streak there at the end. Who was going to win that game? Yeah, I didn't watch the Sunday game, but it came down to the final like three minutes with the Friday night game. Bo, what was your big takeaway in the game? Big takeaway. Sure. What'd you What'd you make of the game? Carmelo was big off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like. 
this is not the first Blazers game we watched, and I'm repeating myself, but seeing Melo just get buckets and be happy to get 15 points in a game, it's 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 really awesome. Right. And we attribute that to him knowing that he has other guys on that team that are better than him. Let's just face it. I mean, yeah, I think I think Melo had to be with a guy like Dame, right. someone that it's legit is is just just Dame time. Right, he's a legit top ten player in the league, no question. Just looking at the box score, looking at the three pointers made, the Mavs actually shot a better field goal percentage than the Blazers, but the Blazers ended up making four more three pointers mm-hmm. or three more three pointers. Excuse me. I think it came down to three pointers. Is yeah, that is Portland shot a slightly better percentage, but yeah, it it does look like when you look at the box score, like the points in the paint, the rebounds, like well, not points in paint, but rebounds and steals, it's all very similar. Portland took care of the ball, six turnovers, and And Luca could have been. I mean, you say Luca shot better than fifty percent, but. You know he's fifteen for twenty-seven, so he missed twelve shots. He could, if you know, maybe if Luca is somehow a little bit more efficient. Not that you could ask him to be. Maybe they pull that out, and then Porzingis was not. He's just not back yet. He did not look good, and then his box score does not look good. I think that you have a healthy Porzingis. It's a it, maybe Dallas pulls it out. I watched the NBA TV broadcast. Is that why you watched it? I watched Dallas. Oh, okay. Are they still doing players' night on NBA TV, where they have just like all the players do it? I think they do a bunch of different stuff, like Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue will do games on NBA TV too. Okay, Brian, you always like those players' night games, right? Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd like um, I'd like to see some uh, former NBA players like Lamar Odom or something call a game. Yeah, it's a fun little. It's something different, you know. The former players with no experience, they tend to be not as not as good, but that's not what it's about, you know? Yeah. It's about just being being loose, having a good time. Right. I agree. Drinking some beers, you know? <laughs> They're probably not drinking any beers. <laughs> they I should. Hope so. I hope so. Jeff, did I tell you you can get hams in Arkansas? Arkansas? Yeah, you just need to drive across the river. When's your dad's birthday? Huh. Does he like hams? He told me he liked hams. It's Chicago. They drank in Chicago. I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah, get him a 30-pack of hams. Official beer of Chicago, 1963 Chicago Cubs. Land of sky blue waters. Hey, did you get, Jeff, did you get a top shot tonight, today? No, I did not get a top shot. Did you? I was was 2,000 away or so. That sucks. I was like 50,000 away. My buddy... Jeff Weber got one. Shout out Weber. Cool. The halves keep getting. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's doing it for the uh investment. I guess aren't we all? I don't know. Yes and no. I just yeah, I don't I don't know what I'm doing either. I just got a Trey Young for forty bucks. I just kinda have them. I'm sitting on them. Yeah, I'm just building my collection. My slow mo. According to Evaluate Market, is I've made five dollars on it now, or seven dollars. I bought it for five. Now they're average selling for thirteen. But you bought like the lowest cost one, 
Is that the lowest oh, cost absolutely. now? Yeah, I just uh yeah, the no, the lowest cost now is like thirteen. Oh. Great. So I I'm, I grabbed a, a Luca and a Jaw last night, limited edition ones. Nice. Yeah. Those were I had a little bit of house money I was playing with and I really wanted those two. And <laughs> Oh, I, you had sold some other <laughs> Yeah, the moments. I had sold two moments for like seven hundred and fifty bucks and I'd put like two hundred bucks into it. So I had you know, I had some house money to kinda mess around with. That's awesome. And so I've just basically reinvested it into a bunch of different I mean, they're just limited edition cards or I don't want to say cards. Jeff Jeff come across the counter and whoop my ass. That's right. <laughs> they're gonna be over there coming straight at you. <laughs> Uh, no, I turned them into I turned them into more cards. I got I uh, got Tyler Hero and Luca and Jai last night, and just got Trey Trey Young. Nice. Oh. So the game started with back to back threes, <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, all right, this is how it's going to be: threes, threes, threes. Maxi Kleba. There was a total of how many? Like eighty nine threes in a game shot. How did I nail that? I just guessed that. Feeling lucky. 89 fucking threes shot in this game. (laughs) All right. Well, the Mavs were apparently a little shorthanded, but they still managed to play nine players, I believe. Who were they missing? Boban. They were missing. Boban. Boban. They were missing Boban. That was the missing factor was Boban. Yeah, I don't know. I heard the announcers talking about players they were missing. I was like, who? What? I don't think they're really missing anything important. But they no. were convinced that they were. Right away, C.J. McCollum looking pretty good. Fun start to the game. One thing I thought was interesting while watching the game was that three of the Portland starters are new to the team this year leaving only Dame and CJ as starters from last season. To me, that's a testament to how good Portland was getting guys in the offseason. You got guys that can start, and you can still win games. Portland definitely got deeper, and now you got Melo actually coming off the bench and being productive. The new guys that started were Derek Jones Jr., Ennis Cantor, and Robert Covington. Pretty solid guys. They picked up. They're not even having to play really many of their young players. Portland, Anthony Simons, Harry Giles, Zach Collins is still out with injury. But they've got other guys that can play, and they're not really having to use them. Rodney Hood got 22 minutes. He's pretty good. But Gary Trent and Carmelo Anthony are their first guys off the bench. Portland looks strong, man. I mean, that's just a testament to how much how active they were in the offseason. So they got three new guys that are in their starting lineup right now. For Dallas, Jalen Brunson and Wes Iwandu were the first guys off the bench. You may be thinking, who is Wes Iwandu? He's this 26-year-old 6'6 small forward. He was hooping in the first quarter. He's a second-round draft pick to Orlando from Kansas State, where he played four years. He signed with Dallas in December of this year, or, well, last year, 2020, this season. He's only averaging, like, 12 minutes a game, which is probably why we don't really know much of him or of him at all. 
But in this game, he played 18 minutes. He only had six points, but he made all of his field goals, all his free throws, had a couple rebounds, a couple assists, a steal, six points. Fairly efficient. I just saw him out there, and I was like, this guy's the first guy off the bench. I don't even know who he is, so I thought I'd look into who he was. A little bit more about the game. It just looked like a straight shootout early. Do you guys agree? Josh, what do you think about the game? The game was to be expected to be just a, a slugfest at the three-point line. And with – you put Luca, you put Dame, and you put C.J. McCollum all on the floor at the same time. You know something – like something special is going to happen out there. And, um, I, I mean, it, you saw – it just it got to the point to where it was whoever was going to have the ball last type mentality within maybe a possession or two was going to walk away from being a winner in that game. And Portland did it. I mean, it's – I like Luka. I think he's going to be a, a future – I mean, he is a star. He's not – at that point, it's not a matter of being a future star, but he is one. But it comes down to Dame's been there before. And Dame's been, you know, in that situation, in those game-winning moments. And I feel like Luka is – he's getting to that point to where he's starting to get that experience. But he, he's not – comfortable there yet as far as being a uh, experienced player in those situations but other than that the game was awesome yeah super fun to watch right i saw ennis Cantor just completely disrespect norman powell at one point i mean he just straight embarrassed him in the paint and right after that dallas called a timeout and got powell out of there Cantor can if he sees an advantage he's not scared to go right at a guy in the second quarter, Luca got that technical. Did you guys see that? Yes, I did. He was clapping and yelling at the ref. Right. Is he getting a reputation about how he handles calls and referees? He's kind of like snappy with them. Some people say complaining. I don't want to say complaining. Vocal. It's kind of a loud mouth. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, he's clapping at the ref trying to get a call. I think he's just very emotional. Like he's this crazy competitor that's super emotional. I don't think it's complaining. I think he's talking mad shit to the refs. <laughs> I think he's doing that. I think he says a lot of things to those referees. I think he just yells at them all game. I think he gets away with a lot too. He probably says some things that would make Josh blush. <laughs> uh, You've seen that people have been kind of trashing Luca. Have you not? I think he's getting a little bit of heat for for his behavior, but is it more because there's no arena noise this year? Hmm. If you watch him, I mean, he is straight yelling at those referees all game. I think he's just very a very intense guy to be around when he's in that competitive spirit when he's playing. Let's see, more shooting from Dame and Hardaway Jr. Did you realize that Dame is hitting 39% from three this year. That's nuts. That's high percentage. That is wild. But that goes back to that goes back to the it's an experience factor of what he can do and yeah, the space he can create. And then even then, once he creates the space, being able to knock down that three, fading away mm -hmm. 40 feet out. It's just insane. If man. you've watched Dame play, you know he can hit from anywhere. 
I mean, look to hell, just look at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that it wasn't, you know, there was no defensive, you know, effort put into it, but shit, that son of a bitch was hitting from half court, almost flat footed. Yep. Sure was. Brian, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, learning more and more about this game um, as I hear you guys um, analyze it. Did you watch the game? I did not watch the game. <laughs> oh, you missed it. But I feel like I did. I feel like I did. It was a good one. It was a fun game to watch. It was really fun. It was kind of nice to just not really overanalyze it and just enjoy watching like a fun up and down game. It's a four point game. It was 60 64 at the halftime. More fucking yeah, threes. It was a fun basketball game. Right? Halfway through the third quarter. The score was in the 80s. Each team was in the 80s. Six minutes left. They're flying. They're jacking them up big time. Around this time, I kind of noticed the game getting super physical. There were like 10 elbows to heads in this game. Yeah, Cantor was. Right. Cantor got one in the nose. Porzingis hit somebody else with some elbows. Covington was getting hit in the face a little bit here and there. With his mask on. Right. He had a mask on the top of his head, like on the top of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Up where his eyes were. <laughs> Going into the fourth, Dallas was up 98 to 93. So Portland's losing at this point. Going into the fourth quarter, it was more back and forth in the fourth. With three minutes to go, the Blazers led by three. And it looked like to me, now check me if I'm wrong, Bo and Josh, but it kind of seemed like Dallas just kind of stopped making shots. Oh, yeah, they went cold. And they went, There was a – yeah, Portland went on – I don't have it – I didn't write it down, but they went on a like a 9 or 10 nothing run or something to that effect. Yeah, they like Dallas was getting looks. Kleba had a shot that looked like it went in and then it bounced out. And that was kind of like the beginning of their cold streak. It was kind of crazy. But Portland just didn't stop making shots. And then Portland got that offensive rebound with like 40 seconds left, and they were up four. They passed the ball around the horn, and Covington hit that three in the corner, and that was pretty much the game. A comeback win for Portland, 125-119. One fun fact is Terry Stotts hit a milestone with this game. He is now one of 35 NBA head coaches with 500 wins. So we kind of looked at the box scores. Who do you guys think had, like, good games in this one? Now you got your usual suspects, I guess. CJ, Damian Lillard, Luca. Porzingis didn't have especially a good game, Bo. You mentioned that earlier. He shot 3 of 11 from the field, 11 points in 33 minutes. I would say he had a bad game. Is he still getting back? Has he had any good games recently? Depending on what we count as a good game, whether it's his scoring. I'm curious whether he's been slumping or if this is a one-off yeah, like his last four games, let's say, for instance, 25 points, 22 points, and then these two games against uh, Portland, he had like 11 and 12 points. Not really shooting 
very well at all. So his last six games, he's averaged 18-9 with two blocks at 56% from the field and 86 from the line. Mm-hmm. And his last three, he's been 11 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks at 34% from the field and you know almost 90% from the free throw line. So, so what is that? He's just slumping these last three games? I guess so. I haven't watched. I watched this game, but I haven't watched any other Dallas games. Yeah. So, so he's. I think he's still working his way back from that injury. Because hmm. he's played twenty six games this season. Yeah. He's he's averaging twenty and nine this season. Hey, bad. So That's he's just tradable. Had, he's just had a couple bad games. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely tradable. There's upside. Who doesn't want to? Shot blocking, three point shooting, seven foot three big man. For Portland, Derek Jones Jr. played thirty minutes, only had three points. It's not a very good game. He just wasn't getting shots. He only took four shots, or he, and he made one. Ain't no good. It's not like he was super active defensively. Uh, maybe with deflections and things, but he only had one steal, four assists. He's passing the ball a little bit. Plus nine, and it's. Plus minus, so they were winning when he was on the court. I think one of the main reasons they won that game, though, was because of uh, Rodney Hood. Not outside, no. Granted, outside of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, I think one of the main reasons they won that game was was Rodney Hood. He was good off the bench. Came in with energy. Twenty-two minutes, and he put up a plus thirteen with six points. Yeah. You ain't wrong there for sure. All right. Anybody else got anything on the game? Oh, um, this is very important. I did notice on the Mavs broadcast that they were advertising, a, if you're at the game, you can get a Mavericks throwback Budweiser. And if you go to, if you Google NBA throwback Budweiser, they've got them for all the teams, man. There's a Grizzlies throwback Bud. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks one's pretty sweet. On the Mavericks commercial, it said, you know, select uh, at the game and select retail location space is what it, what it said. But the Mavericks ones were the old green Dallas, like the uh, Jim Jackson jerseys. What do I want to look at? Images? Is this Mitchell and Ness? No, nah, just do. Let me let me do this. Budweiser. I've seen the Grizzlies and, Budweiser cans. Is that what with I'm, the with the Vancouver logo? Yeah. They sell them at Kroger. Oh, they do. Nice. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. I need to look. For, I need to go to the big liquor store here, not not the local mom and pop specialty liquor store by my house, and see if I can find the Timberwolves. If they got any left, that Budweiser. Uh, they have all of them left. No one likes the Timberwolves here. That Budweiser is a hot commodity, though. I mean, they don't like the Timberwolves there. They got four major sports franchises in Minnesota. Tough competition. They do, but this is the state of hockey. Everybody likes the wild, and everybody likes the stupid-ass Vikings. <laughs> Vikings, twins. Keep my Vikings yeah. opinions to myself. I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> Brian, I want to hear from you. Is there Are there any teams or players or anything at all that you want to talk about tonight? Um, I mean, I don't really have any notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. You're a busy week, man. I'm just happy you're here. Let's talk some Grizz. All right. 
Why not? And then we'll all we got to do is pick a game for next week, and we get the fuck out of here. We got you. Don't want to do any NCAA stuff. We can. I don't have anything, and you just said you don't have anything. What do you yeah, want to talk really, about? Yeah, I like the tournament. I, mean, I, I, wa- I watched some games, but I didn't, I didn't like take any notes. I mean, I, you know, we watched a, we watched that Oregon State Oklahoma State game last night. That was fun. <laughs> there was a lot of games. That's my coverage of yeah. the NCAA bracket. <laughs> oh, there were a lot of upsets yesterday. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been kind of strange with the upsets. So, guys, how's your bracket? <laughs> Let's look up Buffalo Belly. Perfect. Mine's busted. <laughs> Brian, I have Gonzaga winning it. You're in second in the House of Hoops bra- uh, league. Bracket. I am. No, Brian is. Oh, yeah. See, I am. No way. Nice, Brian. I've got Gonzaga. That's what I have too. Win it all. I think. I think it. I don't know how I'm in second. I think I'm pretty sure it was Gonzaga, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you were in second in possible points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> points earned so far. Gotcha. Did you see this? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't have a lot to say about college basketball right now. I've been no, watching. Fine. It could, it could, it could turn into, yeah, 30 minutes of just rambling and, and looking up scores. And I've been watching when yeah. it's convenient to watch, but. I haven't been like going out of my way to study games or anything like that. I mean, I watched pretty fun. much an entire NIT tournament game. <laughs> Tigers? Yeah. <laughs> That's understandable. Do they win so or they lose? Looked, they, they won. They looked really good. It looked like uh, they f- were finally pulled it together this season <laughs> in the second half of One the NIT tournament game. Well, they took Houston to the, on the ropes twice. Yeah. And that Houston's a real team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to play Syracuse and they're they're gonna be in trouble. Mm. Yeah. Syracuse is gonna fucking zone them to death. That buddy buddy whatever, just take the under on that game, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> that buddy Bayham kid is ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of good kids out there, man. I don't know if we have we enough got time. Big, big Crutwig fan. Yeah, we don't need to get we're gonna we we're going off the rails here. Yeah, let's move along. You're good. All right. Hey, one thing. There's no timetable on this. There's no word on when this is going to be released, but I saw that uh, Adrian Brody is playing Pat Riley in this new HBO series. I don't know when it's going to come out, probably next year or something. But it's going to be fun. Dude, it looks so good. It's on the Showtime Lakers of the 80s. So it's like Pat Riley and what is it? John C. Riley is going to play Jerry Buss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit looks great. I can't wait for that. That'll probably be a year out, though. I thought it was worth mentioning. That looks like it's going to be fun. I was reading somewhere they were talking about Michael Douglas playing uh, Pat Riley. He's like, I don't know. I think I'm too old or something to play young Riley. <laughs> yeah. Adrian Brody will do. I like him. That looks like a good fit, doesn't it? Look picture at, look him. At these assholes. Picture him. His slicked back hair. Yeah. It's kind of like a slim face. He does kind of look like Pat Riley. I wouldn't have never, ever put that together. <laughs> do we want to talk about the Grizzlies? What did they do? They went 500 this week, right? 
Yeah. They beat the Heat. They split the Warriors games. Four games. They lost to Phoenix and, and the Warriors. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Miami win, that was the one that was like down in the trenches. It was 85-89 final score. Tony Allen was in the building. Everybody was calling it a throwback. And I just was like, it was just an ugly game. It wasn't a throwback. <laughs> it was in the mud. <laughs> it was just a terrible game. Yeah. They went 500, though. Yeah. So that's nice. Next week looks tough. They got Boston, Oklahoma. Maybe a revenge game from two weeks ago when they lost to Oklahoma. And then they got back-to-back Friday, Saturday versus Utah Jazz. Yikes. Mm. So they won tonight, though. So that's That was a big win for them. If they can uh, beat Oklahoma, I don't know if they can beat Utah on either of those games. We'll see. Maybe they catch Utah a little tired. Maybe Utah gives us one. But going 500 doesn't look impossible now that they've beat Boston tonight on Monday. The good news is we play the the Rockets in between playing the Jazz um, for the third time that week. So we we'll, we we'll, we play Utah, Utah, Houston, Utah. Oh, so, like that's ne- that's like the week after that, right? Just kind of yeah, right. Get but, a little palate cleanser in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vanelli's going into the week after next. Sorry. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Okay. We got four games this week, though. But yeah, you talking about the week after? Yeah, we get we get Utah again in two weeks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the thirty first we get Utah again mm. Wednesday night. Okay, so we have to play on Friday, Saturday, and then Monday we get to Houston, and then Wednesday we come back to Utah. Next one, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So I think they can go five hundred this week. I think it's doable, and maybe they'll steal one of those Utah games. Who knows? We'll just have to watch and see. Any uh, opinions on the Grizzlies from last week or coming up this week? Anybody got anything they want to get off their chest? I don't think so. Uh, I think they're in a holding pattern waiting for Jaron Jackson to get back. And, and not necessarily a holding pattern, but they're missing that big piece of offense, and they're still playing pretty good. It's kind of been the story since – Kind of the, the whole same. season, basically. Yeah. Kind of the same old story there with the Grizzlies, I feel like. Yeah, I think Justice is nice on defense, not so nice on offense, and that's just who Justice is. Yeah, yeah, pass the ball. Yeah. They can handle the ball, but we sure. got slow-mo. We don't need Justice. Slow-mo. Yeah, I just mean with the shooting, I like, I like, him, uh, I like him moving the ball around. What do you guys say we go ahead and pick a game for next week and get out of here? Let's do it. All right. I only see three games worth watching. They fall on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's Jokic versus Zion, Denver at New Orleans. Saturday, Chicago at San Antonio. Sunday, Phoenix at Charlotte. Anybody got a game to add to that list? There's a Wednesday Brooklyn Utah matchup, but I feel like we've we've done Utah. Brooklyn <clears throat> Utah. About Brooklyn earlier. Yeah, Blake but I Griffin. Don't, I don't know if I don't know if um if Kyrie's back from his uh family um issue. His birthday so party. Like if, if, his vacation. Yeah. His birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna plan to watch Brooklyn, you want to watch him at you know full power. I guess. Yeah. 
I'm when, just don't when know. Is that I, gonna I don't be? know if you can really plan for that. Yeah. Have all those guys played <laughs> together once this year? Yeah, they like have. Kyrie and Durant and who am I missing? They've had some games. Who's, who's Harden. The, oh, Harden. Have they all played together? They oh. played a handful of games together, I believe. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Maybe a couple. Not to my recollection. I think yes. Dallas, Dallas at New Orleans Saturday night would be a good one. You like Dallas at New Orleans? Yeah. We just watched the Dallas game. I know. I can't say That's that. why it's not on my list. I know. I just I, I Saturday, you want to watch Dallas some more. I like Luca, man. Now, that's interesting actually being that we were talking earlier that you thought New Orleans could move up past Dallas and make the playoffs. If that would be a game. That would be the game right there to look at and see. Yeah. That would be a deciding, not a deciding factor, but that would at least give you an indication on what's to I'd come. Give you an idea what that matchup would be if they had to play a uh, play-in. Right. I don't hate that. Let's go three stars, three out of five stars on that one. Bo, you see anything interesting? Nothing's that. like really jumping out at me. Yeah. See, but I the like only, the games you suggested. The only thing that sucks about that game, Jeff, is Friday night. Mm-hmm. New Orleans has to play Denver. Yes, that's the one I want to watch. It's Joker versus Zion. So, they, New Orleans yeah, has to run it back to back. I like I like that that Joker versus Zion just because I want to see a Zion game, and. I think it's nut cutting time for the Pelicans. Mm, yeah, they got to win, start winning games like this. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be so hard for them. Time to make a stand. Yeah, see who you are, and that's after the trade deadline. So that could be a totally different looking Pelicans team. Who knows? Could be fun. With as much as Lonzo Ball has been talked about in trades over the last couple of weeks, you almost feel like he's going somewhere. Right, yeah, yeah. There's just been there's been so much talk. Right, like they're just waiting for the best deal. Probably the eleventh hour. Fire up the fax machine. <laughs> so we'll take Chicago San Antonio out, even though I like that matchup. But it's what, news fest. What about uh, Miami Portland? I'm hesitant to do back to back any too. team. Yeah, I don't hate it. But we just did a Portland game. I'm just hesitant to do it. I think Denver-New Orleans is the move. I think you're right, Brian. But, hey, let's keep an eye on that Saturday Denver-New Orleans game and uh, at least bring it up next week. You know, we'll follow up with it. Yeah. I mean, Dallas-New Orleans. Well, that'll be our follow-up. That'll be our follow-up for next week just to see kind of what happened. We won't go into super detail, but we'll see what happened. And let's go ahead and go with Denver at New Orleans for the pick game of the week. Because why not? Vanilla, you might want to make a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not texting me 35 times. What's the pick game? (laughs) Put it in my phone right now. I'm just kidding. All right. Happy birthday, Josh. Thanks, man. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank Thank you. you, Bo and Brian, for... Looking in your screens tonight. 
Josh, thanks for making it out into the studio. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate y'all. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.